Good morning, everyone. We are so glad that you are here to worship with us. I have a couple of quick announcements. Uh, the first one is our Wednesday nights are awesome at the church. We have activities for youth and kids. Pastor Sam has the best online Bible study. Could I say in the world? In the world. Wow. Um, everybody's going crazy online. I just know it when I say that. So uh, we want to remember, I want to remind all of you to be praying for all of the students and teachers because a lot of them here at the church are going back to in-person school uh, starting back tomorrow. So if you have a teacher that's a neighbor, be really nice to them today. Maybe make them a cake or something. So something else really cool we have at the church right now, we have these awesome yard signs. They say thank you. We love our healthcare workers. And then it even has the church name down here. So we would love for you to stop by the church and grab one of these. Uh, we do ask that you uh, give $5 for one just to help with the, a $5 donation to help with the cost of those. Um, but those are really cool to let all the healthcare workers know that our church loves them and that you love them. Uh, and on that note, at 5 o'clock tonight online, we have a virtual prayer service. Uh, and we are going to be praying for all of the uh, healthcare workers and essential workers in our community. And we're also going to be praying for those who are sick currently with COVID. So you want to make sure you tune into that. It's going to be great. Our district superintendent's actually going to be here too. Um, so I invite all of you to join in and invite your friends to come to that as well. And uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Loving God, we are so thankful that we're able to come to worship together on this cold Sunday. Uh, I pray that right now you will calm our hearts and our minds and help us focus on you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. 
that song that our praise band just did if you like it too and, and, and it kind of raised a hallelujah inside of you say uh, amen in the comment section let us know that you're there that you're awake this morning that you're worshiping with us we're glad to be worshiping with you and we are praying for you I want you to know that because we know that it's it's been tough and I know that that we we struggle a lot as, as families as individuals as community as a nation and we're praying for you if you have a specific prayer need will you let us know uh, you can email it to us you can put it uh, in the comment section on our Facebook live page you can just let us know and we will make sure that we pray we are actively praying all the time our prayer team is active even though they're not meeting together prayer stretches through all mediums and it reaches to heaven we believe in it we want to thank you for praying and thank you for being faithful to your church. Thank you for being faithful in your giving. And we appreciate that so much. Continue to give, continue to support, continue to work as we try to, to serve and make an impact for the kingdom of God in this community. I want to ask now that you join me uh, just wherever you are. Just take a moment, take a deep breath maybe, and let's pray together. God thank you for your blessings on us 
thank you for giving us another day, giving us breath in our lungs to raise a hallelujah to you. Lord, you are worthy for our praise, and you alone are our Lord God. Lord, we have struggled. Uh, we know we have dear friends who are struggling with health issues, with grief issues, with loneliness, with fatigue, with um, just mental tiredness, Lord. We ask that you would pour your healing balm upon us, that you would lift us up, Lord, and that you would strengthen us with hope, Lord, not um, some kind of Pollyanna pie in the sky hope, but, but actual hope that we trust you and we trust that you are going to make all things right. Give us the strength to be faithful to you in, in our giving and in our serving and our devotion to you. Show us, Lord, how we can serve our neighbors. We ask all this in the strong name of Jesus. Amen.
to say thank you again to our praise team. Uh, it, it really is um, really is uplifting to get to to worship together, and um, I'm glad that you're a part of that today. I want to thank you for for hanging in there with us, and thank you for for being flexible as we've um, had to go back to live stream only. We um, we chose to do that because we want to to make sure that you're safe and. Um, in that light, I want to, to say that we're going to continue to be live stream only for a while, and we don't know exactly how long, and here's, here's how we arrive at that. Uh, our, our COVID numbers in our communities here and in surrounding areas are high. Rate of transmission is high. Our hospitals are stressed, um, and we know that there are some some activities that you have to get out and you have to go to and we want to get our kids back in school as soon as we can we want to be able to get back to the church but we have the capability now to to live stream and to stay connected and to stay worship uh worshiping together and i think we need to take advantage of that for right now so we'll continue to do this i'll let you know when we are going to to come back in person and I do hold hope in my heart. I know that we're going to get through this, and I know that it's going to get better. But I know that right now, um, it, it's going to be safer for us to do it this way. So be patient with us, pray for us, and hang in there with us, okay? And in the meantime, invite your friends, because I know there's a lot of isolation and loneliness out there. Invite your friends to come and worship with us online. Tell them about our Bible studies. Tell them about our our online Sunday schools and groups, how they can stay connected like that. Um, Mark chapter 1 is where we're going to turn today in our scripture. We're going to read verses 4 through 11 today, and I invite you to follow along with me. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, The one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I'm not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth in, of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. Just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased. The Word of God for the people of God thanks be to God one lazy Sunday afternoon a mother was at home with her two little daughters and she noticed something strange it was quiet too quiet and every parent of small children knows that when it's quiet and it's too quiet that you better go find out what's going on because the kids are probably up to something so the mom went to the little girl's bedroom, looked in, and sure enough, they were not there. 
and she decided that she would go and check in the playroom and as she was going down the hall she heard strange noises coming from the bedroom uh, excuse me coming from the bathroom down the hall and she put her ear to the bathroom door and she heard something like this she heard muffled voices and then she heard flush and then she heard giggle 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 of laughter so she stuck her head in the door and what she saw was her two daughters one standing on one side of the commode one standing on the other side of the commode and one of her daughters had the Barbie doll by the ankles and the other had the hand on the flesh handles and she heard one of the daughters say I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and in the hole she goes and flush right so uh, Oh, come on. I know that was, I know that was funny. I know you're laughing at home, even if the, my, my crowd here is a tough crowd this morning. We used to call that a swirly, by the way. Um, and I want to say two things about the swirly. One is, kids and Pastor Andy, don't try this at home, okay? It, it's, it, it's not going to end up well. And then the other thing I want to say about it is that the whole thing really kind of rings true and is connected to baptism. Uh, I'm going to say more about that in a little bit, but uh, let me just say right now that baptism kind of helps prepare us for life's swirlies. So we're talking about remembering our baptism today, and, and I want to take this opportunity to, to just remember with you what baptism means. And I, I know we can, we can laugh about the little girls baptizing their Barbie doll and, and it's funny and everything but typically what Christians in different denominations do is instead of laughing about baptism we typically argue about it I mean if you really want to raise a ruckus get a room full of Christians together from different denominations and bring up the subject of baptism and then uh, sit back and watch the fur fly because we just we just disagree over it Right? We've, we've argued for centuries uh, really around three main questions. One of the questions is, what does baptism accomplish? I mean, some, some say that baptism actually saves you, that it is baptism that saves you. Some uh, say that it's a symbol of what God has already done or is doing in your life. So that's number one issue is, what does it accomplish? Number two is, who gets to get baptized? Uh, I, and some say only believing adults get baptized. Um, some say children or adults. Most Christians around the world attend churches where infants for babies are also baptized. So second one is who gets to get baptized? And then the third one is how much water do we use? All right, many Christians say, okay, you have to immerse only. You have to, to go all the way under in the water. Some sprinkle and some pour, some use any of the three methods and as we remember baptism today then I want us to again take this opportunity to remember what the Methodist Church believes where do we stand on these these three issues and let me just kind of briefly touch on that one is what do we say as Methodists that that baptism actually accomplishes what does it do um, we believe that it represents two things. We believe that baptism symbolizes two things. One is 
that baptism symbolizes the washing away of our sins. And it celebrates when a believer accepts for himself or herself God's gift of grace and salvation through Jesus Christ. And it also includes a public promise to yield our lives to the Holy Spirit's leading and to walk in God's ways all the rest of our days. So it, it symbolizes all of that, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You see, that's the first thing that we believe that baptism accomplishes. And the second main thing that baptism accomplishes in, in our belief, in Methodist belief, is that it symbolizes the identification with or the initiation into the body of Christ, the church. So those two very, very important things are what we believe that baptism does, what it accomplishes. Um, and then the next question, who gets to get baptized in the United Methodist Church? Well, we baptize adult believers, um, believers who are ready to make a public profession of faith that they have accepted God's grace and gift of salvation through Jesus Christ and that they are willing to publicly before the congregation, before God and everybody, as we say in the South, to publicly say that they are going to yield their lives to the Holy Spirit and to walk in God's ways from here on out. And we also baptize children who come to understand that they need God's grace and that they need salvation, and they are ready to make this commitment themselves. I've been Methodist my whole life. I literally have been Methodist my whole life. And when I was nine years old, I was baptized. Now, I didn't have a fully grown understanding of God or baptism or anything else. But I knew, as much as a nine-year-old can know, I knew that I needed God and I knew that I wanted to be saved. And so I was offered the water of baptism when I was nine years old. So we believe children can also be baptized. And then we baptize infants. We baptize babies. And a lot, I have a lot of friends who go to churches where they don't do that. It's very common in the South. But um, why would we do that? Why would we baptize little babies? Babies can't realize that they need to have their sins washed away. Babies can't accept God's gift of free salvation for themselves through Jesus Christ. Babies can't make a promise to live their lives in the leadership of the Holy Spirit and to walk in God's ways. We know all of that. We know babies can't do that. But remember that we said baptism symbolizes two things, right? Two important things. It, it symbolizes an individual's believer's commitment to God, and it also, it also is the identification with and the initiation into the church family, right? The body of Christ. And it's that second half of what baptism represents is why we baptize babies. Because we believe that second half applies to all God's children. Even babies can be identified as a part of the church family, as a part of the body of Christ. Sort of like when Jewish parents, <coughs> excuse me, when Jewish parents would bring their babies to be circumcised to show that they were a part of the covenant community. <clears throat> sort of like that. So when parents or grandparents 
or sponsors uh, bring their babies to the church in front of the church and make their promise to raise that child in a Christian home and to nurture that child in the Christian faith then those babies are just as much a part of the Christian family as children and as teenagers and as grown-ups are too and of course we know that when babies are baptized that's not the end of the story we know that children have to grow up and children are always responsible to make that decision to accept God's grace for themselves for himself or for herself the children are also responsible to come to the point where they're ready to make a public profession of faith in Christ where they're ready to be confirmed as full members of the church family so we believe that children infants and adults can be baptized um, and we offer it that way so all right one more thing and this is not controversial at all wink wink how much water do we use when we baptize I don't know I've heard every joke about this that you probably heard over the years growing up with people who use different amounts of water I mean I've heard in the summertime when it gets real dry they say well, okay well it's so dry that uh, the Baptists have gone to sprinkling and the Methodists have gone to using a wet wash rag so I mean I, I know about that but in the Methodist Church we offer immersion or sprinkling or pouring any of those three method, uh, methods um, and we do that because we believe that what baptism symbolizes is more important than the amount of water itself uh, and we believe that the method of baptism if it were if the method were essential for Christian beliefs and practice that the New Testament would be just clear-cut and say that and it's just not so we remember baptism today and I want you to think about Jesus's baptism for a second the scripture that I read from Mark chapter 1 talked about John the Baptist baptizing people in the Jordan River and then it said that Jesus came and that Jesus was baptized have you ever just stopped and wondered why Jesus was baptized I, John the Baptist was giving baptism of repentance right repentance and washing away sins that didn't apply to Jesus I, I mean obviously Jesus wasn't baptized to wash his sins away because he didn't have any sins to be washed away I think Jesus was baptized for specific purposes and here's here's where I land on this I think that Jesus was baptized because number one his hour had come I mean until he was 12 years old he was with his parents and thank you pastor Andy you got my back uh, until he was 12 years old he was obedient with his parents and his his parents took him to the temple and and remember they went back and found him later and he said I must be about my father's business but between then and between the time that he was baptized 18 years had gone by 18 years had gone by and Jesus had learned and he had grown and he had stayed at home and he had practiced the trade of a carpenter and all of that time he was waiting until his hour had come and then 
when he heard that John was baptizing people in the Jordan River and that people from all around were coming and that there was a great movement toward God, Jesus knew that it was time for him to identify with that movement toward God. He knew that his hour had come. And I also think that Jesus was baptized because he just wanted to show he was obedient to God's plan. It was, it was the Father's will that he do this. It was the Father's will that John do this for him. In Matthew's telling of the baptism story, in Matthew chapter 3, we have Jesus coming to the Jordan to be baptized by John. And John says to him, hey, you know, you ought to be baptizing me, not the other way around. And Jesus says this. He says, allow me to be baptized now. This is necessary to fulfill all righteousness. In other words, John, I get it, but this is part of God's plan for me, and this is part of God's plan for you, and so we're going to do it. We're going to follow the plan. I also believe that Jesus was baptized to be an example to us because we want to be followers. I know you might be watching today, and you might be kind of seeking. You're not too sure about about following Jesus. You're not too sure about the church or Christianity. But if, if we are claiming that we want to follow Jesus, and that's what being a disciple is, um, we want to be his disciples. We want to walk the path that he walked. That path includes baptism. And I think that's one of the reasons why Jesus was baptized. He wanted us to follow him in every way. And then finally, I think that Jesus was baptized to equip him for ministry, to empower him to do what he had to do. Because you see, when Jesus was baptized, it says the heavens were opened up. And, and the scripture I read from Mark 1 says that the heavens were torn open. And it was like something new was happening. Because all over the Old Testament, we read about how the heaven was shut up, uh, the heaven would be shut up when people's idolatry and disobedience were, uh, were prevalent. And then in 1 Kings 17, we read about how Elijah prayed and, and that the heavens were shut up and there was no rain because of this. In Malachi chapter 3, we read where the windows of heaven were shut because the people were disobedient and the people wouldn't bring their tithes and offerings to the Lord. In Amos chapter 8, we read where the prophet said, The days are coming when there's going to be a famine, not a famine of bread and water, but a famine of the words of the Lord, a famine of hearing of the word of the Lord. And so for 400 years between the Old Testament and the New Testament, it was like heaven was closed. There was no word from God until the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And now, Jesus is getting ready to launch his public ministry. He is being perfectly obedient to God's plan. And the heavens open up. And the voice comes from heaven. And the Father says, you are my beloved son. In you I am well pleased. And the Holy Spirit comes like a dove and descends upon Jesus. And Jesus identifies himself with the movement toward God. And Jesus receives affirmation and acceptance as God's beloved. And he receives power and presence of the Holy Spirit. 
and then immediately the scripture tells us the spirit leads him into the wilderness to be tested by the devil in the Holy Ghost right remember I said that we would get back to the Barbie doll story um, because honestly it feels that life sometimes just grabs us by the ankle and just gives us a good swirly because we're just not just remembering what baptism is and remembering Jesus's baptism we're remembering our baptism we um, are baptized too and we're baptized because we want to identify ourselves with the movement toward God too we're baptized because we need to hear that affirmation uh, that God is well pleased with us and that we are God's beloved too we are baptized because we maybe now more than ever need the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit to live our lives look this has been a very difficult week that has come on the heels of a very difficult year I would say it just feels like our whole nation has been given a swirly this week and I'm not even trying to be funny um, and I, I've, I've had friends I've talked with friends this week and they're like oh, you know it's been terrible it's been awful it's been a, a dark week in our nation what are you going to say what's God's word for us today pastor Sam and God's word for us today is the same word that John the Baptist had for the people and the word is repent it's repent it, it it's turn away from where you're going turn away from the destructive path that you're on turn toward the movement of God the word for us today is remember your baptism it's always been the word for us and it always begins with the house of God look I know it's easy to to criticize and tell others and tell politicians and tell this group and that group hey you guys need to repent you guys need to do this and you guys need to do that but it starts with the house of God it's at second Chronicles 7:14 says if my people which are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways and turn toward me then I'll heal their land the word for us today is repent turn and move toward God us the church you see Jesus's baptism was the launch of his public ministry when the Holy Spirit descended upon him in the waters of baptism it was like his ordination his ordination and your baptism and my baptism is our ordination for us to be about the movement of God the kingdom of God and I fully believe that if the church was the church and if we who identify as Christians moved toward God then we wouldn't have a problem with white supremacy we wouldn't have a problem with injustice 
hungry kids wouldn't have to go to bed hungry in our community we would see a great awakening and revival but it would begin with God's people hearing God's call to repent it starts with us it starts with me it starts with Pastor Sam saying okay I'm turning toward God I'm remembering that I'm baptized I remember that when I was baptized I promised I promised to follow where the Holy Spirit leads I promised to resist injustice I promised to do all of that now I just gotta do it God's given me the Holy Spirit God's given me that acceptance I've just gotta follow okay it's not only a challenge it's a comfort it's a comfort Martin Luther um, once said these words he said there's no greater comfort on earth than your baptism and he was speaking Martin Luther was speaking from personal experience because I don't know if you've read much about Martin Luther's life but he struggled at times with depression and anxiety and whenever he was at his lowest points he would comfort himself he would comfort himself by saying out loud I am baptized I am baptized and what was he saying he was saying God I belong to you I'm yours I belong to you it was like he was saying no matter what life can throw at me I belong to God I'm part of God's family and look I, th I think I need that assurance today and I think you do too and I think in the days to come if the days to come get harder before they get easier if it gets worse before it gets better we're gonna need more than ever to remember our baptism if you've never received the sacrament of baptism you know, I would really really love to talk with you more about that because I believe that baptism is a gift from God I believe that baptism is God's reminder to all of us that we are God's gift to the world we are it's an outward invisible symbol of an inward grace that God is still working on us thank God that God is still working on us and it connects us with the chain of believers that stretches all the way back to that day when Jesus walked down to the Jordan River to be baptized by John no matter what life throws at us we belong to God let us live like we do let's pray Lord thank you for baptism not just as an ordinance something that we are supposed to do but because it's a sacrament because it's a symbol of what you are doing inside of us it's a symbol of the gift that you have given to us the gift of grace and salvation thank you Lord for leading us through baptism so that we can follow you there thank you for your wake-up call of repentance help us to hear it and remember today remember that we are your beloved we are the baptized church and help us to live it 
Help us to live it, Lord. In Jesus' name.
thank you again for worshiping with us today. I want to just say one reminder before I, I pray and have the benediction. Tonight at 5 o'clock, we're going to have a virtual prayer service. So join us. And not only that, um, call your friends that you know that are healthcare workers and say, look, we're praying for you. Uh, join us for our virtual prayer service tonight. We're going to pray for everyone who's not only just struggling with sick, but all those sickness, but all those who are trying and working hard to make it better. So see you tonight at 5 o'clock. Let's pray. God, thank you. Thank you for your promise. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your love and your acceptance to us. Thank you for our baptism. Help us to remember it as we go into another week. In Jesus' name, amen.